Welcome back, everybody, to this podcast. My name is Joey Police. Joining me tonight is my good friend, my producer, Hunter Mitchell. How are you, Hunter? What's up, Joey? How are you, man? This is kind of some dark, eerie music. It is. Do you know what it's from? I know what it's from, and I cannot place it. The irony here, it's from the trailer. What are the trailers that we're going to talk about? Is it from that trailer? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, I was going to go Suicide Squad, because Suicide Squad had a very similar feel to it. Well, yeah, yeah, Suicide Squad, well, that, that's DC. Um, yeah, so the trailer, we're actually going to talk about three trailers tonight. We're going to talk about the Batman trailer that was just dropped um, at the DC event, which I think it happened four days ago. I believe it was four days ago. I think so. I think it, I want to say it was like Saturday, maybe. Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about the Wonder Woman trailer that just dropped, and then the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, which is going to be coming out in 2021 on HBO Max, which is going to be a four-part, one-hour series. So he's basically re-releasing the film as he originally wanted it within um, the HBO world. It's a, it's a mini-series of four parts, each an hour long, with brand new footage, brand new takes. It's, it actually looks pretty cool. So we're going to talk about those three trailers tonight. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I don't anticipate it'll be too, too long, but I do want to get into some, some uh, depth and meat of, of each of these. So let's, which one do you want to start with? Let's do Batman first. Let's start, sounds- off on a ne- let's start off on, a, in my opinion, a negative note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a negative. Oh, you're kicking it off with a negative note. I love it. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to let you take it, take it away first of, of your thoughts of the new Batman trailer. So I'm going to come out and just crap all over it. I feel almost bad, but you, so as most people know, we are on Cameron Mills Radio, and so we do that segment, Cameron Con. So we've talked about this in, in, in you know, very minuscule amount. Yep. Um, but one of the first things that I said when you guys asked me about this is why in the world do I care? You know, I, I've seen the Batman origin story so many times at this point, why in the world, like, like what, what's my benefit to them attracting me and getting me to go to the theater again to see this? Okay. Or if it streams on Netflix at the rate we're going right now. Um, you know, so my first reaction was good grief. Here we go again. I've seen this, you know, origin story 19 times. My second one, my second reaction, which you brought up is, could they have cast somebody different? Please. You know, because Robert Pattinson, I, I just can't see him in a serious role, in a somber role, in a dark role, in an action role. Yeah. Like it's just, there are certain actors that whether it's because they played the part so well or whether it's because the part they played was so popular, i.e. Twilight and Robert Pattinson. I mean, again, five, six years ago, you couldn't turn around without seeing Twilight or reference to it somewhere. Yeah. So some actors, unfortunately, I think fall into this trap of, they do a project and then they go on to do other things two, three years later and they just can't escape it. Like for instance, Steve Carell, who is widely known as my favorite actor, one of my favorite actors of all time, I can never see him in a serious role. As phenomenal of an actor as he is, as great of an actor as he is, he's always Michael Scott to me. So if he's yeah. not playing in a comedy, I'm like, wait a minute, what? He, he came out with some serious drama like two years ago and i cannot think of the name of it i'll have to look it up while you're he, talking he was in one called little miss sunshine which was phenomenal 
Yeah, and, and I've he, heard they're great. I've they heard are. they're excellent movies where he is a serious. I think he won awards for his He's performance. He's a very in this versatile role. actor. Phenomenal. But for me personally, I just can't watch a movie with him and not be like, dude, that's prison Mike yelling at his employees or <laughs> that's Michael Scott kissing Oscar because he's trying to prove he's not homophobic. Like there are yeah. certain things that are just you, 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 actors you can't escape from that role. And I just, I, I, I cannot ever picture Robert Pattinson as the freaking Batman. And so that's where I was kind of just like, I've, I'm, I already feel lost because A, I don't care about another Batman origin story. And B, I just don't know that I can ever see Robert Pattinson in a role like Batman. And I will add too, Batman has always been one of my least favorite superhero. Like Your least, the least. My least favorite, yes. Has always been one of my least favorite because he just doesn't have powers. And, and those yeah. kind of heroes, I will say there's a big exception to this, which is the Green Arrow. Those kind of heroes just have never been intriguing to me because I'm just like, I need some flash. I need something to like be flashy at me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Iron Man, he's got this cool suit and these, these na this nanotechnology that can do some pretty cool stuff, like and make weapons. Like, okay, that's some flash stuff. I need something flashy. And you throwing batarangs just doesn't get, it doesn't, doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, that was one of the arguments that we had originally with Cameron was, uh, what is Tony Stark's superpower? And it's his genius. It's his mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely I mean, it is. You know, and you look at uh, you look at the character of Bruce Wayne, you're like, okay, what's your superpower? And, and even he says in the Justice League, he says, or no, was, was it, yeah, it was Justice, Justice League. He says, I'm rich. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's just, it's a bunch of toys and gadgets. Now, that being said, you know, Batman, Batman is one of those characters which has been a conundrum for me for a very long time. He's never been one of my favorites. He's always been the, the, um, the superhero that, I just have never been able to relate to. Now, looking at this trailer, I will say that when I originally heard that Robert Pattinson was going to be cast as Bruce Wayne for this uh, film, I was like, no way. You can go back to the Cameron show, which is probably on one of the podcasts where I talk about that, that this was announced. And I was like, there's no way. I don't know what they're thinking. I cannot buy into Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. Then the trailer dropped, and I've watched it several times, and I have tried to look at this from an unbiased opinion because, like you were saying, I only see him back in that Twilight Saga, in that, yep. uh, that, that mode, right? But two things that he's done, and one in particular, which I'm really eager to see, is the new movie Tenant. Um, have you seen that or heard of, heard of Tenant? I don't think so. Let me right, look at that on. real quick while you're talking. Chris Nolan, there it is. That's who I was looking for. It's going to be the latest Chris Nolan film, and it casts Robert Pattinson and John David Washington, Elizabeth Debicki. Um, it's got some, some great uh, cast members in it. But Pattinson, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, this guy might have some, some action chops about him. So I'm thinking he might be able to break that mold. He might be able to get out of that typecasting that you're talking about um like like you whenever you see michael scott you know if you look at mark hamill from star wars he fell into yep. that as well you know he was never able in my opinion to break out or break away from the luke skywalker role okay neither yep. was carrie fisher i don't believe she was ever able to to get out of that star wars realm one of the one of the actors that was able to do it harrison ford yeah. You know, so he was, yeah. now I know you're not a big Harrison Ford fan either. 
but see, even when you all made me watch all those movies, so many action movies had Harrison Ford, and I never once was like, oh, this is weird. He's supposed to be Han Solo. Like, you're, <laughs> you're very right. He, he transitions very easily from role to role. Yes. Yeah. Um, but back to the Batman and I will, I, yeah. will, I will add this about Robert Pattinson. I didn't love Ben Affleck as Batman either. Like, this isn't just a I knock didn't. on Robert Pattinson. I didn't think he was very good either. Because when I've always pictured Batman, I've never pictured like a 45-year-old middle-aged man who's like kind of muscular, but like also kind of dad bodish. Right. Like, I pictured someone in this Robert Pattinson's age and body type. Like, honestly, Robert Pattinson yes. in, that, in that regard is more like what I think of when I think of Batman. A young man who inherited a bunch of wealth you know, and is in in his, in his early 30s and, and is built more athletically. He's more agile. You have to be agile if you're going to be that man because all you're doing is hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. So even the Ben Affleck didn't work for me because I was like, well, this just, he just feels too old. And he, he looks like he's like, getting ready to retire almost from yeah, the business of, it's, of, of it's, Wayne Enterprises. It was uh, very, very bizarre to me even when he was cast. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, looking back, the, the only Batman for me that actually, I remember Michael Keaton, you know, for me growing up, Michael Keaton was the Batman of my generation. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Danny DeVito as, as the Penguin, and then we had Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and, and then all of the, the, the um, Tim Burton-ish type films that, that, were, that were Batman during my, my childhood. But the one that resonated, I think, with everybody was Christian Bale. Yeah. And Christian Bale really gave breath to that batman character so back to this trailer though this character i think i think pattinson's going to be able to pull this off the more that i look at it the more that i I watch very intrigued to see i I know me too me too now um you know there's one there's one uh spot in this movie where uh, you know he's he's beating this guy to a pulp right uh if you remember when he's just i'm gonna see if i can find this hang on I'm going to pull this up. Who are you supposed to be? Right here. I'm vengeance. So right there where he says, I'm vengeance. Now this goes back to one of Batman's famous sayings. He says, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And I'm wondering if they just cut it right there. Yeah, and they were getting ready to let him finish the rest of the season. So when I heard that and I saw that, I was like, "Okay, now I can possibly buy into this because that scene changed it for me." Yeah, uh, because I'm not seeing the the young, um, uh, pretty boy, if you will. I'm seeing mm-hmm. as this young kid in the in the in the beginning of figuring out who he is as as Batman, and he's beating the snot out of this guy. And yeah, I don't know. Um, One of the think- odd things too about the Batman franchise, at least to me, is it, it's so bizarre to me that they have not found their Batman yet. That they have not found an actor who is committed to the role and said, I'm going to be on for the long haul. It, it's so bizarre to me because you would think, I mean, if you look at the DC characters that they have released, if, if they came out and said, oh, we need a new Aquaman. Our, our first Aquaman didn't work out. He left after two movies. I wouldn't be shocked. Like, it's Aquaman. Right. Okay. Aquaman is usually, honestly, the one that you look at and you laugh at, right? Like, oh, Aquaman. All right, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a joke. It's Batman. It's very bizarre to me that we have not found someone who has wanted to commit to a Batman role for a lengthy period of time, especially when DC has clear, made it very clear that they're ready to 
integrate him with the other heroes. It's not, it's no longer just going to be Batman. It's going to be Batman and the Justice League. See, I think you had that though with Christian Bale and, and he did his, um, I think there were three, right? There was, I think he did three. Yeah. There were three. And I believe when they wanted him to do another one, he said no more. So from, from, from that t- uh, comment, you're right. Do they have somebody that's going to commit? But I mean, I don't know if it's a money play of, okay, let's redo Batman with a brand new actor, uh, with a brand new director who's got a different spin on it. I, it would not surprise me at all if they redid Joker five years from now. Yeah. Somebody else trying to do another spin on Joker because how many Jokers have we had oh, within good, the DC good realm? A right. lot. This a lot. is the failure, I believe, that DC continues to have is yeah. because they constantly, constantly reboot every character and every story with a new director, a new actor, and it's like regurgitating the same thing again and again and again. Uh, and it's and very And honestly, when you look at it, it... it, it it gives more credence to what Marvel did. Like if you take a step back and you look at, holy cow, Marvel made 22 movies and didn't have a single actor leave. Didn't have one leave because their schedule, they were doing other movies. Well, they had to sign contracts. Correct, correct. (laughs) But didn't have one leave because they had a a conflicting schedule. Right. It wasn't money disputes. There was never an instance where they said, oh, I don't like this script or this writing. I'm out. Right. you take a step back and you're like, that doesn't happen today. I mean, you know, you have the Star Wars franchise and they did, you know, three movies. Each actor did three movies because Obi Wan was different in the in the originals, correct? And then yeah, yeah. Well, he yes, yeah. he, yes, yes. That was for an uh, actor because he was older. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, we have not seen. I mean, I, I looked it up. Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man in nine of these twenty-two films. Like, yeah. that's just mind-boggling to me that they were able. I mean, now given. Not all of their actors, whenever they first got them, were Robert Downey Jr.'s. Like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, they were good actors, but they weren't what they are today. So, you know, it's not like they went and recruited Leonardo DiCaprio and had someone with his caliber the entire 22 movies. But you do look at it and it makes you wonder how in the world we were able to be a part of a franchise that was literally able to make a continuous story that had these actors committed to not just themselves, but no, we're gonna we're gonna tell this story the right way because if we do it, we think it could be it, it could be something special, and and that's what has and I think always will make Marvel a step above DC because they yeah. have that longevity and that consistency. As fans, when you're a DC fan, look, I like Marvel more than DC, but I will say this: I think DC has some of the coolest villains. And like Scarecrow of the Batman, I think Scarecrow is such a cool villain. You know, yep. you look at the Joker and Harley Quinn, the fact that they're a villainous couple. That's so, I don't, I cannot think of a Marvel couple that's like that, you know, that's a villain couple, you know, that's, that's, it's that creepy and all, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I think DC has a lot of really unique and cool villains and even some great heroes. I mean, in my opinion, the Green Lantern is one of the coolest heroes ever. Not in DC. Not I love one of the, the Green Lantern. Not in one. Not one of the coolest heroes that's green. One of the coolest heroes ever. Like I, I think the concept of the Green Lantern is so unique and so fun and so cool to to think about and look at, and yet we still have a franchise that can't execute that right. So much so that Marvel steals their actor and makes them one of their own. Right. You know, so it's it's just, that's what's always been so frustrating to me is I do look at DC and I'm like, yes, I know you're not ever going to be as good as Marvel in my opinion, because I do like Marvel better, 
but you do have a lot of potential. I, I do look at DC and I'm not completely unintrigued because I do think they have really good stories to tell for whatever reason, they just have not found the way to tell them yet. No, you're right. I, um, I'm actually, look, there, there are a bunch of Marvel or uh, uh, villain couples. Uh, you know, uh, Thanos apparently has a, has a, he does significant yeah. other. The lady, and I think, I lady. think, I think in the comics, he collects the infinity stones to impress her, which obviously was never in the MCU. Um, but in the comics, I, I think his whole premise behind collecting all those infinity stones and gaining all of that power yeah. is to impress her from my understanding. But yes. I think one of the things that DC is trying to do to differentiate themselves from Marvel is the darkness of each of their films. Which I also love. I love that concept. I love the idea of making a superhero show that brings up the morality of killing more than Marvel does. You know what I mean? Like in DC, they don't hold back. They will kill an enemy. And I like that conflict of morality of, okay, I'm doing this for the right reasons, but does that make it right? Or is it still wrong? The vigilante is a lot more prevalent. And that idea is a lot more, you know, showcased in those DC films. And I think that's a really unique um, idea that DC has the ability that Marvel doesn't really have because the movies are a lot lighter. They're a lot more jokey. I mean, some of them are honestly comedies. You think of Thor Ragnarok and, and, you know, that that kind of stuff. Like they don't have that, you know, but I I do. I, I love that DC does that. But do you, do you think that they do that, that Marvel does that because they can get a bigger and deeper audience from their kids, uh, which, is in, which is going to get a bigger fan base or that they already have that bigger fan base? For example, if you look at the Joker, you know, uh, that is not something you want kids to see. I remember watching that and I was like, that was, I, I regret watching that movie. I did yeah. not like that film. And I'm I wondering, think, yeah. I think in some respects they do because I, even for me, when I was a kid, I knew who Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman were, but I was drawn to Spider-Man. I I think Marvel attracts the younger audience a lot more than DC. I I think, honestly, DC is looked at as the adult superheroes and Marvel is looked at as the kid superheroes, quotes around those words. Like, and so I think Marvel has kind of played to that and said, let's use it to our advantage in a way that appeals to adults, that is funny but also in a way that you can bring your kid and you can sit down and you can watch Endgame and you're not ever going to worry that it's too inappropriate for... And honestly, we look at Infinity War as the quote-unquote darkest movie of Marvel because it was Thanos and, and his reign of terror. That's right. And it was it was absolutely dark. It wasn't even close to The Dark Knight. Oh, gosh, no. It wasn't no even way. close. No, it wasn't even close to those DC films. Nope. So again, I and, and I've, I've mentioned to you, this to you before, I am so excited and intrigued for the next phase that Marvel is taking when they make this new Doctor Strange Scarlet Witch movie that's going to be a freaking horror movie. Like that is so appealing and intriguing to me because I'm interested to see, can they pull it off? Because DC, they can pull off the darkness, but they haven't been able to do it in a way that makes a movie incredibly successful aside from like the Dark Knight, you know, that trilogy. Other than that- you know, you haven't really seen that darkness kind of play out in a way that made a movie really successful since those films. So I'm really interested to see because that is a total flip from what Marvel is. It, it is not horror. It is not dark. It is, right. you know, lighthearted. And I'm so interested to see them explore that realm with that movie. Well, uh, one of the next ones is the uh, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer, uh, which they dropped their second one. 
I believe it's the final one. Uh, they may they may release another one. But when I saw this, uh, this one for me is going. I think this one is going to be even better uh, than the first Wonder Woman movie that came out. Um, I'm going to pop this open here. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. I mean, this just... And everything will be different. Riding a lightning bolt with her. So oh, cool. It with is her last so awesome. Yeah. So um, Gal Gadot comes back to us as, uh, as Wonder Woman Dinah Prince. Uh, but also we have... Uh, Kristen Wiig as the villain in this one as... And, and uh, see, she is very similar to me in Robert Pattinson as I'm going, holy moly, I've seen her on SNL as one of my favorite comedians for <laughs> how many years? And now she's playing Cheetah? And I'm supposed to believe she's the villain? Whoa there. But yeah. I will say for all of the stuff negatively that I've talked about DC, and I think that you know you would agree with, Wonder Woman is the one thing that they have gotten absolutely it's a redemptive right. film. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is a phenomenal in the role. I mean, I absolutely, yep. she is Wonder Woman. She looks just like her for one thing, but she is Wonder Woman when I think of Wonder Woman in a live action film. And I, I, I absolutely loved the first one. And again, I didn't know anything about Wonder I think Woman before. Everybody the movie. loved the first one. I, I haven't oh, heard it, any I, negative yeah, reviews. I on have the first not one. either. I it, it was lauded from everyone that I talked to. Um, and so I thought the action was shot really well in that first one. I, I thought all of her scenes were really well done. Um, and I just think she's a phenomenal actress, and I think she plays the role brilliantly when she appeared in batman versus superman because remember she comes in and makes a cameo at the end to help them fight yeah. um, in that final battle i was like oh my gosh it's wonder woman it's gal gadot <laughs> holy cow i was so excited and i believe that was before wonder woman i think i think she made that appearance before she actually had the movie i i, I believe i think you're right I mean, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go back her. and check but i believe you're right because i think uh, they may have been that was our introduction up. Yeah, yeah, I think that was our introduction to, you know, Gal Gadot. This is our Wonder Woman. And then I remember everyone going, whoa, holy cow, right. that is Wonder Woman. Right. Um, and the way yeah. she, you know, the way they do her fight scenes and the, the style of cinematography they use, yeah. the trailer looks awesome. I mean, it seriously looks incredible. I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, the second one, another reason I love it is because it's played in, it's a uh, uh, time dated 1984. So yep. anything 80s for me is, is, is an absolute win. Um, I love that yep. they're bringing Chris Pine back for this mm-hmm. as well <clears throat> um, as Steve Trevor, which I didn't know how they were going to do this. And I've read a little bit about it from a standpoint of, of how he comes back. Um, I, I'm not really sure yet how that's going to buy in, but yeah. regardless, um, it's, it's going to be, uh, I mean, Connie Nielsen's coming back. Uh, Robin Wright is coming back as, as some of the Amazon. Um, it's just going to be phenomenal. So this and is I will one... say this too. Kristen Stewart, or Kristen Stewart, Kristen Wiig looks like the role is going to be good for her. Like from the trailer, from what oh, I've yeah. seen, I think she looks, I mean, I mean, from what, when I first saw it, I was like, oh gosh, she's going to be a villain. What in the world? You, you look at the trailer and it looks like she's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, the, the very few kind of snippets that we get of Cheetah, eventually even in her full Cheetah garb, like it, it looks legit and, and it looks like a really intriguing perform. I'm very interested to see how she does in that role. 
Yeah. Um, because if you would have said, we're going to cast Cheetah on the next Wonder Woman, I would have never in a million years said, oh, you should cast Kristen Wiig. I would have <laughs> never crossed my mind. But I, I well, think she, it, it looks like she's going to do a good job. I'm, I'm very excited to see that movie. I, like I said, Wonder Woman has been my favorite of the DC films. Yeah, me um, too. That I have Easily. seen. I, I think it was made so well and was just perfectly executed. You know, it's funny. There are different actors for different films that w- with what you just said. You know, I never would in a million years pictured Kristen Wiig. Uh, me neither. She just never would have come to mind. Yep. You know, uh, you immediately go to like the Scarlett Johansson's mm-hmm. or the um, uh, Jennifer Garner's, the, you know, who, who are known yep. in, the, in the action world. But bringing somebody um, more... Um, outside of that known realm into, I think it's great. It's going to open her up for, for a lot more possibilities. Yeah. Now going back to the, um, to the Batman, Robert Pattinson, again, it's one that I would have thought, you know, I, again, I just never would have pictured him as Bruce Wayne, nor would I have pictured Ben Affleck. And I still think mm-hmm. yep. he, he is the, I'm going to say this. He's the worst Batman there's been, but he's not a bad actor. One no. of my all-time favorite films that he has done, which is probably in my top 20 films of all time, is The Accountant. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen The Accountant, watch that movie. It is not child-friendly, but, but uh, with your significant other, rent it, buy it, redbox it. Net, it's, I don't think it's on Netflix, but watch that movie. When I tell you it's on the edge of your seat, this guy hits it out of the park. It is a perfectly cast character for Ben Affleck. He was so, really good in Gone Girl too. I, I, the, the movie oh I saw gosh. before Batman was yes. Gone Girl. Yeah, it was great. Gone, Gone Girl, Girl. I just I, I get. I, oh yeah, you yeah. can't. Don't please <laughs> never take your children to see Gone Girl ever, ever, ever. Don't ever do that. Mm. Holy moly! I watched but, that one with my parents, and I was like, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah, way to go there. I'm really loving this. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all that to say, um, there are certain characters who should not play um, certain characters, or certain actors should not play certain characters. And we don't know that. And of course, we're not the end-all be-all, uh, obviously critics, but, but yeah. um, uh, this, is, this is the beauty of having a podcast. You get to voice your opinion and, and put it out there. Yep. Yeah. So, um, all right. So the last one that I wanted to talk about, um, and I knew this is going to be kind of a shorter podcast, but I wanted to talk about is the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League Snyder Cut. Now I've heard there was a secret chord. So if you notice one thing, played, it's shot in a four by three ratio. It is really not a widescreen. Interesting. Do you? I love how this is a very like So this song Hallelujah is very popular with Zack Snyder and his films. We're gonna get to see So looking at this film, I'm gonna pause it here for a second. Looking at this film, I'm almost I'm very excited to see a four-hour Justice League. Yeah. yeah. So the original one was in 2017 released. Warner, or I think it was Warner Brothers that released it. They told Snyder, you have to cut this down to two hours. And he was, he was pissed off about that. Yeah. And rightfully so, because he said, look, this, you can't do this story in two hours. He wanted yeah. to make it a two-parter, you know, part one, part two, like the yeah. Avengers. Mm-hmm. But they said, nope, you're going to do it in two hours. So now what he's done is he's taken all of this footage 
he's actually recolored it, re-edited it, and he's added everything else in. It's a whole other film built into this. Yeah. So HBO Max, which is the new, like, that's, they've rebranded, HBO's rebranded themselves. Uh, the HBO Max is going to uh, put this on as, as a four-part miniseries in 2021 uh, for us to see. And just some of the things that we're going to catch up on here, um, let me read off to you. We're going to get a lot more of, of Aquaman's character. We're going to see the Hall of Justice completely destroyed. Um, Batman gets a, a pretty cool moment at the end, which they actually put that in the trailer where he gets this little, this little speech. The, again, these are just some of the things. We're going to get to see um, Victor Stone, who's Ray Fisher, uh, his backstory and the version of the Justice League will feature Kiersey Clemens, Iris West, Stone's love interest, and wow, who, was cut, who was cut from the original theatrical release. It was cut. We're going to see Superman in his dark black and silver suit, which mm. I really want to see that. And we're going to see Darkseid, um, who is one of the other villains. We're going to see him at the opening um, of this trailer as well. So, And it's funny, when, Super, when, when, when Justice League came out, I remember a lot of people didn't like it. I did not mind it. I, um, no. I mean, I, it, it wasn't great. I'm not going to say it was, you know, a phenomenal movie. But I didn't mind it. I thought it was inter- I thought it was a fun movie. Um, it, honestly, I felt the same way about Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad got railed. People hated that movie. I didn't hate it. I mean, it wasn't, it was one of the worst ones of the new films they've, they've made. Um, but anytime Will Smith's in a movie, I, I'm entertained because I just love Will Smith and what he Will Smith he does, is but. entertaining. I agree with you. I like Will Smith. I did not like the just or the um, Suicide Squad. They could have done it a lot better. I will agree with that. Like it, it I had don't a know. lot. Of- I don't even think I would watch the Suicide Squad on a rainy day, free on TNT. <laughs> oh I would, man! I would rather watch um, anything. I'm trying to think of just an obtuse show that I would never watch. Uh, Gilligan's Island for five hours straight rather than, Island. rather than <laughs> <laughs> the Suicide Squad. And you tell you another DC movie which completely bombed was the latest Harley Quinn movie, the the I Birds never of saw Prey. it, but I didn't hear Nobody anything about it. it. So I assumed it must not have been really a whole lot of much of anything. Did you oh, see no. it? Heck no. no I, saying, I didn't know if you saw it or not. Nope. What I will say about DC, and this goes back to their casting thing, and, and it's one of the frustrations that I've had with the movie is, first of all, the fact that we're getting this Robert Pattinson film, but then also a week ago we've been told that Ben Affleck is returning to reprise Batman in the, the Flash solo movie coming out. Yep. I mean, good Lord above, don't even get me started on that. I, my head is spinning. How in the world do you release a new Batman with Robert Pattinson and then tell I, me next that year that Ben Affleck thing. I think it was. It had to have been because because yeah. the Flash solo movie has been in talks for years. We've we've heard right. about oh they're going to make this, so I'm not shocked that they're doing it. I am a little bit like just cut him out of the movie. Like why is he? Why is Batman in the movie then? Just find a way to make Batman not be in that film because this is just bizarre. He's like the having... mentor. He's like the mentor. Yes, for him. he is. And see, so here's here's what I will say about DC that really really. I think upset me. So we know that Marvel is going, they're, they're big, their next stage, if you will, is go, they're going to TV. They're, they're going to make these, these films. On Disney these films, Plus. These Disney Plus shows right. um, with Captain America and Falcon or Winter Soldier and Falcon. You've got Wanda and Vision. Um, I think there's another one, isn't there? What am I missing? There's one more, I think. And I, uh, oh, they're doing Loki. Loki, thank you. So we're getting, they're delving into TV. 
DC's been in TV for 10 years now. And and they've had a, with the CW and they have had a ton of success with it. Yes. So when Arrow came out, Arrow was the first one that they, that they created on the CW. Um, When Arrow came out about, I think it was nine years ago. I didn't watch it at first. I think I, I jumped on the bandwagon on season three. So I caught up and then I watched it live season three on, and it just ended this year. And I finished watching it about a month ago. The Arrow had a lot of issues, but one of the things that they did so stinking well was casting Stephen Amell as Oliver Queen. Yeah. He fit the bill. He was a phenomenal actor. He looked just like the Green Arrow. You know, once he once they gave him the scrub, oh, oh my goodness, he looked just like the Green Arrow. He played him well. He was so believable, and, and the core of characters that they created was just so well done. And then eventually, about season two or three, they spin off and they create The Flash. And Grant Gustin is cast as that role. Grant yep, Gustin. Which I loved. I thought they perfect. did a great job. Oh my goodness. Grant Gustin is the perfect Flash. Yep. You know, Arrow is, is what we were talking about earlier. It's dark. The whole first season is about him going on a murder spree and killing the bad people in his city, but he's murdering them. So is, right. he, still a, is he a villain or not? That's that morality we talked about that I love that DC does. The Flash is the opposite. The Flash is like the quote-unquote Marvel of the DC. He's lighthearted. He's witty. He's quick on his feet, pun intended. Like, Grant Gustin is so great in that role and, and everyone loves him. And then we get a few seasons of that and we get Supergirl. They buy Supergirl from CBS. Another Melissa great Benoist. one. Supergirl has a lot of issues. It is way too political for me personally. Um, I still enjoy it, but I think- I stopped that they, after season three. Yeah, they, they get real political. And, and after a while, I'm just like, all right, just go punch something, Supergirl, and quit preaching <laughs> politics. But again, Melissa Benoist cast really, really well and is very yeah. good in the role. My biggest issue has always been, I wish DC would have jumped on this and embraced the TV train. The Green Arrow is one of the integral members of the Justice League. Why couldn't you have asked Stephen Amell to come on and be in the movie? The Flash, we know. Obviously, he was in the Justice League, Ezra Miller. We know The Flash is an integral member of the Justice League. Why can't you grab Grant Gustin and have him come in a movie? Supergirl, she's not an integral member of it, but she's a great counter and and, an ally with Superman. You're talking about... Correct. Yeah. The, the biggest issue with, 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 the D, with the DC has always been they can't retain cast, right? They get these actors that after a couple of movies are over it. They're done. Well, it seems like, at least as of now, Gal Gadot really is enjoying it and is in. Knock on wood. I'm going to jinx that next week. She's going to come out and say <laughs> she's done. Henry Cavill, we got the, you know, we got the, the rumor Superman, last year that he yep. wasn't coming back. Now we're being informed he is coming back. Jason Momoa is on. It, it looks like we have at least three and at least two of the main three of the Justice League, not including Batman, you know, right. who started, you know, it's those three usually who were in and who seem to be like they enjoy the role. But why couldn't you have brought in the, the TV shows? And, and because, you know, Stephen Amell did not eight seasons. He wasn't going anywhere. Grant right. Gustin is on season seven. He's not going anywhere. Melissa Benoist is on season five. She isn't going anywhere. They're young actors. They're really, they're, they're, they're not like they're, you know, scrub actors. You're telling me that if you went to Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin and said, will you all be in the Justice League? They wouldn't have said, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, I think that was another thing that was confusing is it, it, it felt like this is an area where DC could technically beat Marvel. They're on TV. Marvel is just now going to TV. Why can't you bring in a Grant Gustin and let him play in the Justice League? He can come back to TV without – you're not going to be like, oh, well, once he's in the movies, he can't go back. Why? Why not? There's no – I think what you're talking about there is you've just kind of hit on it. The question is how do you – you never see them go from TV to film. It's very rare. Yep. 
I agree. Especially at a bulk that you're talking about. Um, and it's rare that you see, it's happening more now that you see them go from film to TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. I don't know why. The, because the, when, you, when you look at the success of the CW, they don't have the budget to make the CG look great. It doesn't look great. When you watch The Flash, there are so many times where I'm like, oh gosh, that CG looks terrible. But because of the actors and because of the story and because of the, way, you know, the playground that they've created, it's interesting. It's fun to, it's fun to see The Flash taking on Gorilla freaking Grodd on TV. Right. You know, and, and I want to see that on screen. I don't like Ezra Miller as the Flash. I don't think he's a good Flash. He's he's bizarre and, and he's too quirky and he's almost too adolescent for me. You know and where I it's worked? Where? Star Trek. Ha, has it's, Star Trek done that? Yeah, Star Trek, if you look at it all from the original series with the Kirk, McCoy, Spock, and then with Picard and Riker and all of that cast, they went from TV to cinema Mm -hmm. and they did movie after movie after movie after movie and and a huge percentage of them were smash success hits yeah and they had the same characters but you went from the tv low budget or lower budget yeah to cinema multi multi hundreds million dollar budget and they were able to do some phenomenal things and i think that's one of the things yeah i think that's one of the things that's frustrating to me is that we get to know like one of the things that makes a tv show great we're I'm hoping we're going to do a, a, a podcast all on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. once you finish it and once Garrett finishes it. Once Garrett finishes it, yeah. Yeah, once I'm about, because I'm, I'm about to finish it. I have the last season recorded. One of the reasons that show is so good is because it's cast so well. And we have time in a Marvel universe on a Marvel playground. We've got hours to play in it and to watch it played out. You know, every season right. is 20 episodes and every episode's an hour long. Like, I've told you before, I like TV more than movies because I get to spend time with characters. Plenty of time to grow with the character. In the world, exactly. Yeah. I, get, I, don't, I don't ever feel like a story is rushed. I don't ever feel like a story is, is underdone. It, it feels like it has plenty of time to disperse and play out. And so, you know, I remember when Ezra Miller was announced as The Flash, a lot of people saying, why didn't you just cast Grant Gustin? He's right. already so good in the role and everyone right. loves him. You already have a fan base on the TV shows. Bring that with you to these movies that you can't get fans to come to. You yeah. know, play into that. Give those fans who have been loyal to your, your television audience, give them a reason to come and watch. You know, play right. something to them. And, and, you know, Arrow just ended this past season and, and spoiler alert, the Green Arrow dies. Oliver Queen dies. And that's how the show ends. And again, that was an you know, an eight season run that just felt like it was played out and they did a great job of ending it, wrapping things up. And Stephen Amell, he said, I was done. It was time to move on. But eight years, how many movies could you have made or at least a a Justice League appearance or two could you have done with the Green Arrow? Because we've never seen the Green Arrow play out in live action aside from in the, what was it, the 80s or 90s with Justin Hartley, I think he played the Green Arrow. It may have been a TV show. I don't think it was a movie. No, it wasn't a movie, it was a TV show. Was it in Smallville? I think so. Yes. I think he made a few, a few yeah. appearances in Smallville. Yeah. And, and, and again, I've told, I told you Green Arrow is very much like Batman. He doesn't have any powers. He's just right. a, an archer. Rich. That's right. But, but the, the, the premise and the writing of that show was really intriguing. And so I fell in love with that hero. And so that's just something I've always been frustrated with is I just feel like DC had this pool in this itty bitty teeny tiny leg up on Marvel and that they already have these TV shows working 
you know, and, and it, I, I just like, you can play out a whole season and then make this big event and they go to, you know, they go to the, the movies and you see Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist alongside Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Henry Cavill. And it's like, holy cow, this is cool. Like, this is yeah. what I've been seeing on TV playing around with what I've been seeing in the movies. And it, it just would have been, and then all you got to do is find a Batman who's younger, like a Robert Pattinson, and will commit to a few of these. And then you have a Justice League that is comprised of a lot of the main members of the Justice League that you think of. You know, obviously you have um, Cyborg in the, in the movies that you included, you right. know, so you bring him along too. And it just, it felt like they had the potential to really kind of fill out that Justice League maybe with some some more actors that would be on for the long haul, similar to how they were with Marvel, and they just didn't take advantage of it. And I, that's always been one of my biggest gripes with them. Um, they didn't do that. The, it can also go uh, a negative way where I said that uh, Star Trek was able to successfully go from TV to cinema. Uh, one of the epic failures was Sex in the City, where you had this huge, I think, 8, 9, 10 season run of an Emmy award-winning golden globe winning left and right just a phenomenal show um and they tried to take it to the cinema and it bombed not only did yeah. it bomb the first time but they did a part two and it bombed again why so did it, it bomb was it writing what it was, was it horrible it, uh, yeah what they tried to do is they tried they tried to wrap up so many things from the end of the show in the movie yeah see i don't i don't think you could do that i i don't think well, you can carry plot lines from tv to a film it has to be a new plot line right, right. like you, right. you, know, you like and you can you can you just can't do that because if you didn't watch the tv show you're gonna be lost in the film you know what i mean yeah, and like, that's what you, they tried yeah, to do right. they tried to catch everybody up in the film and you're just like eh, this is not yeah you can't how, do that how they originally did it so it's i think it's tough to do but all that being said um we have three i think great films getting ready to come out in 2021 i pray we can all go to the theater and see them yeah. and that yeah. we're and not I'll, watching them I will add this too, um, for those of you who like TV, the CW is, is releasing a lot of DC stuff this fall. Um, they've got Swamp Thing coming, which I think is going to be yep. really interesting. Um, Lois in Superman. Um, so that Ooh. is- um, Who's going to play oh Superman? Oh my goodness. It's the one who's playing him right now um, in the CW. Let me look him up right now. CW Superman. I know, who, I know who you're talking about. I have his face. I can't say, I can't. Tyler Hoechlin. Okay. Um, he's been playing Superman in that sort of- because they've done a bunch of crossovers obviously and superman's appeared so he's been playing that for a few years we also have the watchman batwoman there's a bunch out here i haven't even Batwoman was even... released um i think last year i've not watched yeah. Batwoman, but she's she had made appearances in the crossovers um they've okay. released black lightning that was that came out i think two seasons ago so black lightning is airing and then they just released um star girl i think star girl just finished season one um which i've heard so, from that I've, I've heard that's really good a buddy of mine i watched sent me a text. um the first episode, it was very good. I just haven't finished the rest of it, but the first episode was excellent. And I will say this too. I, I was so excited at the end of Arrow. I don't, did you watch Arrow at all, Joey? I did. I got through four seasons of it. And then okay. after that, I, I, I lost it. If you watched Arrow, if you're familiar with Arrow at all, Diggle, who is um, yep. one of the main characters in Arrow, yep. for years, fans have been saying, oh my gosh, John Diggle would be a great Green Lantern. John Diggle needs to be the Green Lantern. Arrow ends with him and his wife, Lila, um, they're, they're moving away from Central City and they're moving to Metropolis. And um, as he gets in his van, an asteroid slams into his, into his van and, and lands on the earth. And so he gets out of his car to go, what in the world? And he gets out to examine it and he goes over to the asteroid and there's a box yeah. and he, you see him picking up the box and it's just his face and he opens it and a green light just cascades onto his face and it cuts to black. 
they're hinting at Green Lantern, like that John Diggle so could take the up Lantern the mantra core. of the Green Lantern. Yeah. I would die. I have been wanting a good <laughs> Green Lantern for so long because like I said, I think the Green Lantern premise is one of the coolest premises in all of superhero lore. It is. And I just want to see it done right. So keep an eye out for that because they, they haven't confirmed it and they've even said like, oh, it was kind of a little homage to fans. We have no idea if that will ever pan out or you know, if that's something we can do. But we wanted to give that kind of little nod to fans. So keep an eye out for that that happens that'd be awesome I, I would i would love to see a green lantern television series on the cw that would the be hal phenomenal. jordan series uh and the core series w- with that is something i think not only you but so many others would want to see oh as well. yeah people are craving yeah. it because just the whole premise of your power is as strong as your will is is so cool when you right. think about you can literally conjure anything with your ring that's just and even in the green lantern movie look it was terrible i know it was awful i liked it i liked I it i thought i thought this the action stuff was fun and i enjoyed like i was like no i just want this to i want more of this you know what i mean <laughs> like it's so cool to watch ryan reynolds take a train and just smack somebody with it like I, oh my goodness. I keep an eye out for that. Cause if that happens, that will be a really, really cool thing. If the DC can pull that off. So. Well, here's what I want to do. I'm going to leave you guys with the three trailers that, uh, that we talked about tonight. We got the Batman, we got the new wonder woman, 1984 and the Snyder cut of the justice league coming in 2021 for one hour parts. I'm excited for it. Hunter, you? I am. I'll see it. Even though I'm a little wary of it, I'll still see it. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining tonight. My name is Joey Police. Tonight, joining me was Hunter Mitchell. And uh, this is the Top of the Choice podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. And we will talk to you probably next week in the next episode. Let's do it. All right, guys. That's it. See you.